and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Uh, Simon here with Fraser. How are you, Fraser? All good. All good, Si. Just the two of us. We it can is. make it if we try. <laughs> Spot name that tune. Love it. Love it. Yes, the two was that. Bill with us? Uh, well, I don't know. It's, yeah. You probably remember it coming out, don't you? I probably do. Yeah. <laughs> Great song. Great song. Um, so, yes, just, just Fraser and I uh, reviewing the defeat in the Bristol Street Motors Trophy that we won't really bother talking about uh, yeah. because we can now concentrate on the league. Yeah. Um, and the first concentration on the league after that exit was Carlisle away uh, and a good win. And we'll look forward to Northampton on and, Saturday. And a, and a what, Si? And a, and a win. And a- and a good win. A good win. A good win. Absolutely. <laughs> We're looking. Transfer news, as it happens. Ticker yeah. tape. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so Northampton at home and Barnsley at home on Saturday and Tuesday, respectively. Um, we'll look at the, the, the women's result, Chatham, uh, away in the league. Um, I look forward to the Plymouth game. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk transfers, communication from the club. Um, we'll talk a little bit about Reading's protests and the wider implications for that um but uh yeah I, well let's kind of okay we got knocked out of the bristol street motors trophy with a fairly strong side simon eastwood got sent off oh no we haven't got a keeper what's going to happen um and then obviously jamie coming came in for the carlisle game and a, and a great win up at carlisle yeah i mean wimbledon i just i was actually a bit surprised at the, the some of the response to that defeat i just um i just couldn't care less about that tournament and no. i know that there's um i think the prize money is actually quite lucrative now isn't it? that was the sweetener for the for the new format wasn't mm. it i just don't think you can ever read much into it i don't think players are that asked um you know like you say we, we played a strong side but there were a few sort of people missing i don't you know maybe that maybe players aren't asked is the wrong the wrong way to describe that but they're definitely you know more up for a league game aren't they yeah and it was, you know, about minus 100 degrees uh, away at Wimbledon. Um, and there, there were there about seven people there or something. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair play to anyone who went. Well done to you. Well, fantastic. Mr. Ox won't agree with that statement. But, um, no. <laughs> you, know, you know, fair play to you. But, yeah, I just I just couldn't have cared less that we went out of that tournament. So what? Eastwood sending off. It was good that we got the quick confirmation that he wouldn't be banned. Although it didn't matter in the end because um, we, uh, we had... Jamie Cumming coming in. So I think the last time we spoke, that was maybe we knew that was about to happen. I think so, yeah. Um, um, yeah, didn't he make some good saves on uh, on Saturday? I actually hadn't realised how many loans he'd had already in the, mm. in the Football League. And that he's, he's actually 24, isn't he? So I thought he was a bit yeah. younger than that. So, I think he's uh, one of that group of Chelsea. Chelsea seemed to have, you know, hundreds of people out on loan at any yeah. one point. So, uh, yeah, he, he, he played... Um, under Liam Manning at um, at MK Dons in that relegation season, but one I think player of the, the fans player of the season and the players player of the season or something, which as a goalkeeper in a in a side that gets relegated, it sort of says that maybe yeah. not all his fault. And the goalkeeping coach at the time is now our goalkeeping coach here. He's yeah. one of one of the people that Liam Manning brought in, but then didn't take to uh, to Bristol City with him. So he's worked well. They've worked yeah. together before, so that's always a, a positive thing. But yeah, he looks, you know, a lot of a lot of experience for a young keeper, um, and yeah. maybe that's one for the future. Not only is it maybe a loan, well, it is a loan, obviously, till the end of the season, but it might be one that we've got more chance of turning into a permanent than we would have done with Beadle. 
Yeah, it's a funny thing, isn't it, goalkeeper? Because we had Eastwood for, what, solidly playing number one, maybe six seasons, mm. five or six seasons. And it's a weird thing because when, when you secure that long-term goalkeeper, you kind of forget about them in a weird way. I mean, you know, forget about them, you know they're there, but mm. you put out of your mind that you would ever need to find another one. You know, we've seen it in long spells with Ryan Clark, Eastwood... There was that weird irony in that amazing 15-16 season. We had a bit of a nightmare with goalkeepers. Um, but, yeah, other than that, you know, we're, we're used to the long-term kind of stable um, keeper. And that, I guess, changed, um, well, last season, really, but um, and then into this season. I think we most of us thought Bida would be here for the whole season. And he went, and now, so we got coming. But if, I, I guess, you know, if he can, he looked really good on Saturday, Um you know, it, he, I'm sure he would have preferred a clean sheet, but um, I guess we can open that up into Carlisle in general. Mm. I know where they are on the table, and uh, it's. Uh, I think we kind of expected a win. I say kind of. If you listen to last week's pod, you'll literally find me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a solid performance. You know, we, we can't really ignore that Carlisle probably shaded most of the first half. They had they they were in control of the play. I think, although it never really felt that threatening. And our goal came, was it 35, 40 minutes? Yeah, Harris? 39, yeah. Yeah. I, when I first saw the clip of that goal, I couldn't figure out what had happened. It, no. it kind of flicks it. Uh, it yeah. was bizarre, it's like, oh, it? Well, who hit that? Yeah, there's the, yeah. the, the, the deep ball from the corner. Um, Elliot Moore heading it back across into the sort of danger area. And yeah, Mark Harris getting a, a toe on it. Yeah, Elliot Moore had a cracker of a game and played mm. a part in um, Goodrum's goal as well, didn't he? Played the yeah, ball through, ball. wonderful pass yeah. um, for, for, for Goodrum to run onto. Um, and we had a lot of controversy with our goals on Saturday from a Carlisle perspective. Mm. I usually take the side of the neutral or, or referees, but I've got to say, I think they're a bit kind of bit whiny about this. The, the offside is totally inconclusive from what I can see. There's no clear evidence that he's off. There's a defender at the top of the screen, if you watch the replay. I'm pointing. I know I'm doing that because I didn't see that. <laughs> but at the, top, at the top of the screen, you can see that there's maybe a defender playing him on. The guy who's who's marking him, um, he maybe plays him on as well. I'm not saying he definitely does, but it's nothing like what was being said. Apparently, they were booing like mad at the officials and stuff. And also, the the corner we got for the first goal, it, there's no evidence from that camera angle that the keeper hasn't just touched it or got a glove yeah. on it. Or I don't think there's there's no. from from what we were hearing then compared to what we then saw, um, I don't I don't think. The, no. the Carlisle complaints were were warranted. Just no. yeah, and like Liam, hi Liam, like Liam says often, okay, even if it was a goal kick rather than a corner, you've still got to defend it. You can't then yeah. go, oh, well, yeah. you know, we're not going to defend it properly. Yeah, you, yeah, you've still got the job to do and yeah. get on and do it. Um, or, or, yeah, or we think he's an inch offside, so we'll all stop. Yeah. I don't really think it works like that. But, no, know. no, play to the whistle um, and... and and then you know, Goodrum's goal was 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 wonderful, mm. um, wonderful strike. He's made a habit of that. The one he scored on was it Boxing Day? He scored the equaliser against Cambridge. Yeah, it was a similar strike. He um, cuts in and scores into the far uh, corner. It was a really solid performance. It's an inter interesting talking about Mark Harris getting another two goals there. You know, it's kind of you know following on from the goal he got at um, at uh, Charlton, uh, and something I looked at earlier in the season where we were kind of saying uh, whether his goal output was good enough. But that, you know, 
I think it's not been so far, but but his goals have been important. And and I looked at the looked at this earlier in the season. I, I looked at it again just now, and he scored six goal six goals in the league. Now, if you take away his goals and and redo the results, what's the points difference? He's, his his six goals have brought nine points. You know, nine points difference. So so for example, on Saturday we win the game three one. Take his two goals out, it's one all. So his goals yeah. made a two point difference. So that's how I've worked it out. So six six league goals has made a nine point difference. Now the top scorers, Alfie May, sixteen goals, and he's made a twelve point difference. Devante Cole, sixteen goals, eleven point difference, and Jordan Rhodes, fifteen goals, and a ten point difference. So kind of going upwards, Harris nine points, Rhodes ten, Devante Cole eleven, Alfie May twelve. So his points per goal different is is yeah it's great you know he's scoring important goals you know he's he's impacting on the results of games when he does score if we can get him scoring more goals then so much the better i think what it shows is we've we've never been way out of games you know we we haven't really been stuffed probably peterborough is the only game where we were you know roundly beaten we're always there or thereabouts and and if we can get him flying um potentially with with will goodwin coming in as well get a little bit more sort of options up front something that des made a point of saying on the dub you know we, we're pretty well set defensively midfield wise and i think it's it's that thing that we said after the the uh the summer transfer window and we've said earlier in this transfer window it's up front that we need we need something and and it's this this Goodwin signing looks quite an interesting one. It does, yeah. Um, potential signing should be. It's, yes. <laughs> it's come from a fairly reliable source. John Palmer is the football writer at uh, the sort of Gloucestershire Live, and and he's he's kind of the equivalent, I guess, of of Jerome to an extent in Gloucestershire. You know, yeah. So he he would know. You know, it's this isn't come from some random on Twitter. No, no. And um, yeah, it, it does look quite promising. Yeah. Um, apparently, you know, we don't know this. But apparently the fee is 400 grand. Um, so if that's true, um, substantial bit of money. I guess the thinking is he's 21 and could be a sellable asset. It's a, it's a bit of a roll of the dice. He scored six goals uh, in 28 games for Cheltenham Town. Yeah, OK, not absolute world beater, but it's, you know, it's it's something to go on. With those stats, you've got to put him into our squad, you know, and, mm. and kind of when you're projecting how well he could do, you know, no disrespect to to, to Cheltenham Town, but um, you know, we we I'd like to think we have a squad who could provide better than than they could when we're at full fitness. So that's what he's going to be working with. Yeah, I think his age is good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, I, I, this is going to all sound really daft if we don't sign him now when he goes <laughs> to Charlton. Charlton, who seem to be after everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd imagine maybe they'll still go for another loan at striker. Um, yeah. And then in terms of incomings, so we've also had Tyler Bury. We've got him in on a loan to the end of the season, haven't we? So he, he was going to, we were looking at him in the summer and I believe we maybe even offered something. I think we did. Um, and he, I think he said he, he'd been down in, you know, to the club in the yeah. summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't for him then. There's, you know, there's a, a little bit here that, um, I understand some frustrations that someone turns you down and then then you sign someone, but I don't really think you can apply that logic that much in football. I think it's such a quick moving, changing thing, mm-hmm. and you can't look at it that 
it was a personal thing when he rejected Oxford in the summer. You know, I don't think he looked down his nose at us. He, everyone's in a different stage and a situation in life, and and whatever he was offered um, by Odense, is it? Yeah, um, that's um, that's that's what, what worked for him at the time. But he's here now, so you know, it's. Um, I don't think you can really you really need to look at it as uh, oh he wants us now does he? Well, we want him as well actually. So mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, you don't there, need to there, look at it. As that. There were there were some comments uh, I think possibly in the summer, uh, you know, when he left Millwall that from some Millwall fans that his attitude was a bit suspect and and I I read a, a bit about that and it it seemed that he came in for a bit of stick, some of which he felt was racist um, and offensive. Mm. He spoke out about that apparently. Now, if he's then spoke out about that, they might have gone. They might have felt that him calling out that abuse that he was getting was was that kind of questioning. In then his attitude. Well, I, I, I think he's got every right to do that, and and well, you know, <laughs> absolutely got every right to do that. And if you don't like it, that's not his attitude that's the problem. It's your attitude yeah. towards him that, yeah. that's resulted in in him calling it out. I hadn't actually heard that, but yeah, that's um, no, that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty so shocking. If that's... I think it, it it looks like a, a potentially good sign. You know, the little highlights reel that I saw of him. He, he's certainly not a player that likes to kind of come back inside. It's like right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take you on down the wing, and and he looks quick and and strong yeah. uh, and and direct. Um, in Christ, do so, we need some pace? Well, yeah, we've yeah. had some come back from injuries, <laughs> Murphy but, potentially yeah. coming back soon, and and yeah. Brown. Um, as well, there could yeah, it, it it's it could be lining up for a, a decent end to the season if we can get those signings in, yeah. not lose anyone, and and you just yeah. feel okay. Four point, we're only four points off the top of the table with yeah. a game in hand. It's bizarre. And, yeah, and you know, hopefully the weather starts to get a little bit warmer. Um, mm. You know, injuries are always more likely in this kind of weather, aren't they? So yeah, um, it's um, it's great to have Greg Lee back in the side as well. Mm. Um, it was uh, yeah, great. To, I mean, he did come on and then Carlisle scored after about 10 <laughs> seconds. So that wasn't ideal. But, you know, I don't think we can blame him for that one. He's such a calm presence out there. I think, um, you know, he, he kind of has a bit of that Brannigan energy in him where he's mm. he's a bit of a... I think he, he comes across quite of a leader on the pitch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's great to have him in the squad. Kyle Edwards has, oh, has now signed permanently. Um, obviously, there was the... We we had the loan. He got injured. We cancelled the loan. Ipswich released him, and then we've signed him. So it's kind of yeah. a bit a I, bit long. It was it was a bit of a long winded one. Lots of paperwork going on yeah. there. I think at some point. Um, it, it's a I've not seen a situation like that before. So his contract was ending this summer at Ipswich, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So the the plan was he was going to be on loan to us for the whole season. Uh, yeah. And then. We wouldn't, you know, whatever happens at the end of the season, that's up to, you know, yeah, whoever. But, discussions at the point. Yeah. So he then got injured and he was originally going to go back to Ipswich. Yeah. But we said, well, he can do his rehab here. Rehab I think he's here. settled here, maybe has right. family. So rather than the upheaval yeah. of going back to Ipswich, trying to find a house, all of that sort of stuff. No, you're settled. Our rehab, we'll sort the rehab out with you. Yeah. Um, and but, then following on from that, Cancelled the mutual termination of the contract with Ipswich, yeah. and then he signed for us. Now, it, obviously, he's he's not fit at the moment, but they seem to think he'll be fit maybe for the last month of the season, right. and it will of course free up 
a loan space. So he's he's now not taking up one of those loan spaces. So I right, think it yeah. it seems to be a, a the more you look at it, the more it yes, it seemed complex yeah. at the time, but it's kind of okay, that makes sense. We've signed him yeah. until the summer. In the summer, we can all look at it again, you know, fresh, see where we are, see what you want to do, all of that sort of stuff. And it, yeah. yeah, I think it's potentially worked out okay. Worked out well. <laughs> yes, that's a very cunning plan, isn't it? From whoever yeah. whoever devised <laughs> that. I think if someone tried to tell me that before all this had happened, I would need pens, paper, paper yeah, a, a big all yeah. of that, yeah, a, a Liam Manning PowerPoint uh, with several <laughs> slides. Something we, we should discuss is the um, Des Buckingham appearance on the dub. So mm. it was it was widely talked about when it came out, and it was a very good listen actually. If you haven't heard it, anyone, it's um. It is a decent listen. It kind of puts a very human side on him. Um, you know, he talks a bit about uh, coming over from Mumbai and uh, his life out there and life back over here. And yeah, no, it was a really good listen. If anyone hasn't heard it, he Absolutely, comes across yeah. very well in it. So yeah, so good signings so far. Goring going out um, was one of them, and he yeah. started his Forest Green career as. Uh, in, in very very much Goring Absolutely, yeah. yes. It was, um, yeah. It was. We knew this was coming, but it was sad to see Alex Goring go. He, he was a. Uh, he played a really good part in that squad, and he. Um, how do you describe it? Had a bit of bite. Mm. <laughs> he was. Um, he must. I God knows how many times he was booked for Oxford, but it it was must be high into the teens. I'd have thought. Yeah. Um, he, he definitely picked up a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was sad to see him go. But yeah, if anyone hasn't seen what Simon's referring to, he got sent off in his first game for Forest Green Rovers. I, I, it's nice that he's still, Alex Goring, this is still playing. I think, you know, with the yeah. injuries he's had, the, you know, he's obviously had to step down a, a, a level. But um, yeah, hopefully he can he can pick up that career, get that injury properly sorted which he you know appears to have done and and, and carry on and and you know have a, have a few more years in the game because he's he, he yeah. seems a genuinely decent fella um yeah. yeah so a nice one yeah he sort of genuinely decent fella when you say that always reminds me of ricardinho obviously. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He, in his interviews he always <laughs> just seemed like such a brilliant guy yeah, yeah. happy always seemed to yeah. yeah be enjoying what he was doing and yeah. uh so Coming up, Northampton at home, Barnsley at home. Doesn't seem that long ago that we played Northampton. It's not that long ago, you know, that they that uh, uh, Danny Horton managed to win himself a free kick right at the end of the game, which they scored from. So yeah. um, an opportunity to to get a bit of revenge. And then next Tuesday under the lights, Barnsley at home, um, yeah. who are level on points with us, but just with a better goal difference at the moment. Um, and a, and a you know a, a tricky one. We we went up there and won earlier in the season. Talked about important Mark Harris goals. There's another one. You know that will be a really tough game. Um, I said that about Derby, and, and they you know they they came down and beat us uh, to see where we are. I think if we can get between now and then one maybe two players in and one or two back from injury, yeah. and, and get us a, a squad or a team that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe and then options off the bench. And I think that's where, in the last game, we kind of had that a little bit. Greg Lee coming back and and, and the bench looked a bit more substantial. Um, but the two tough games in different ways. Yeah, um, I hadn't actually realised um, how well Northampton started to do because they've, they've crept up the table a, a fair amount of points behind us. 
they've suddenly sort of turned the form on. That, that, that is going to be two tough games. And it's also, when you look forward beyond that, I think the two, the following Tuesday after Barnsley's Pompey at home. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, by the 1st of February, we're going to have played Northampton, Barnsley and Pompey. And then the following week, we have Blackpool. So there's a hell of a lot of big games coming yeah. up. Yeah, well, uh, um, actually, uh, between that, we're away at Bristol Rovers and we've also got Reading um, on the 3rd of Feb as well. So, yeah, it, it's... Yeah. It, they're, yeah, we're going Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for for a little while now. Um, yeah, and, um, which is great for the football fan. <laughs> but it's, no, yeah, it's, they're uh, going to be worn out. Um, yeah, no, it absolutely is. But yeah, it's going to be two tough games, Northampton and Barnsley. But um, yeah, I'm I'm feeling confident about both. You know, we've mm. got um, we'll have Bury in the side. You know, um, Greg Lee back on full form. Um, we think there's a. a a bit of news about Marcus Brown, maybe. Did it say two weeks away he could be? or Potentially, yeah. And, well, he, and Sam Long not being so. far yeah. away as well. You know, there's... Uh... Those two games are going to are gonna tell us a hell of a lot about, you know, because we came out of that Carlisle game feeling quite confident. The next two games are going to be completely different animal. And I think it will tell us a lot about what we, what we can look forward to for the mm. rest of the season. And uh, yeah, I mentioned Pompey there. Talking of uh, sides who've taken a dip, wow! Mm. <laughs> I mean, they're clinging on to top spot, <laughs> um, but by a point, and they're they're one point above the uh, the uh, playoffs. So yeah, no, it's it, all to it, play for. It is. It's showing how tight that league is. You know, like you say, from from Pompey on fifty three, um, we're currently occupying the the last of the um, playoff places. And we're only four points with a game in hand off top spot. Um, so it's, yeah, really, really, really tight. Um, yeah. But equally, like you say, Pompey are still top, even though, you know, three defeats in the last five games, only one win. Um, yeah. But it it shows that, I, I, I'm boring myself repeating it, you, we look at ourselves in isolation and we think, oh, we've dropped a point. Everyone else will win. No, they don't. You know, it, they're, everybody's dropping points. Um, you know, everybody's fighting it out. And, and of course, everyone will be playing each other at some point. You know, people will be dropping points. Um, but you're right, that, that game against Pompey coming up in a, in a few games' time will be, will be huge. Um, as will the Barnsley game, as will the Reading game. Um, you know, in, in a in a few weeks' time as well. Talk, talking to Reading, um, they've obviously the protests. Their game was abandoned on Saturday. The game against Port Vale, um, where an organised break. They've been obviously throwing the tennis balls on, usually on sixteen minutes, which is the number of points they've been docked under um, Die Young, um, and they're trying to get him out. They're calling on. Um, so there was some messages from the Football Supporters Association um, trying to get potentially all clubs at this level on 16 minutes to give a round of applause. Um, now it's I'm, I'm kind of conflict. I'm, on on the one hand, I can absolutely see the uh, the um, animosity towards a club like Reading from us. You know. Those high fantastic Mr. Oxon, <laughs> he grew up around Reading fans and absolutely hates them. And I won't be applauding. But he and it's it's kind of like it's different, it's a really tricky situation because football is so emotive. And I'm I'm certainly not gonna, you know, put my cassock on, stand in the pulpit and start preaching at people about what they should do. But as football fans, if we all come together, 
we we create a huge strong force mm. and if we're mm. only supporting certain clubs in their attempts to look at change within football and governance and all of that sort of thing if we're caveating that and saying well we, we'll do it but not for you or not for you not it, it, yeah. we, we, we're not strong yeah i'm not going to stand up and applaud but but equally i can see the the yeah. the reasons behind it and, and the attempt to, to force some change because we're lucky at the moment we've got good owners yeah and yeah and, and that's exactly what I, I was about to come to is that um there's a lot and I, and I get it and I, I agree to a certain extent but there's a lot flying around about you know Reading laughed at us when we went to non-league and ridiculed us and that sort of thing when we had crap owners and all this sort of all this sort of thing and I, I totally get that point of view but I think it's also important to remember that there's not a full stop coming next week where everything ends and we go right where's everyone now and that's final forever mm. we can have crap owners again one day too it's yeah. an ever-evolving process you know there's no end point um it, so it, god knows what situation we'll be in 20 years from now you know we don't know um so it's it's um but no i i do also get it it's it, it's a, a club we have a historic natural rivalry with and um and that yeah. is what makes football the game it is that that you know that intense rivalry with with other clubs um i totally get it so, you know we look at how their some of their fans behaved when we were struggling and they were you know heading in the other direction and, and I, I remember there was a, a a um a post on the on the yellows forum about uh, earlier this year oh, sorry earlier this, last year when we were when the the forum um tried to get other clubs involved in the survey for the new stadium and contacted other clubs and that kind of thing. And and some clubs like, like so Brentford. Yeah. Great. You know, we know Oxford fans. They're great. We'll, we'll do something because we've had a new ground as well. We know what, how important it is. And I think some clubs were really receptive. Other clubs, I think Sunderland was, was kind of, Oh, well, they weren't very receptive to Oxford fans. So stuff them sort of thing. And it's weird. I know, Graham um, Folky does the, what the fault, um, podcast I've been on as a guest with. lovely fella you know um, but you can understand if Sunderland think of Oxford United and think oh well that's Charlie Methven isn't it and Carl Robinson yeah. no stuff them it's kind of well they, they don't represent Oxford no. fans you know they represent themselves and it's it, it's that whole kind of I, I don't want football fans to all be tarred with the same brush so we yeah. shouldn't do that to other clubs it's, it's a tricky yeah. one it is a tricky yeah. one I know that, I can't imagine the, there's going to be a rousing round of applause on 16 minutes at the Casam. It won't happen. No. And that's the main thing here, isn't it? It, it is a tricky one. I, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I, I need to be in the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, just... I mean, that that's a that's a story that's going to run and run, um, yeah. I think, with, with um, and I, you know, there'll be, there were, some I'd, I'd seen some comments about the game with us and, uh, and whether they'll try and get that um um not postponed or so it's all interrupted and, and and delayed and whatever because of the fence and whether they'll you know they'll have fans on the outside throwing stuff in i don't know be interested to see what happens at their next game um i'm just gonna have a look yeah. now and see because obviously like i say with that previous game being um abandoned um i'm not sure who they've got and where they're playing this weekend they are playing away at wigan so then they've got yeah. derby 
um, and Leighton Orient at home in in the next couple of games. So we'll be interested to see. It's yeah, a, on a wider point, football ownership. I think there's there's got to be some kind of regulation around it. Yeah, because... there is there is a football regulator coming in, isn't there? Yeah, talking of owners, our owners, or certainly our our on the ground owners, the chief exec, um, some communication over the this week from or was it this week or last week? It was, yeah, last week. Yeah, well, they yeah. did listen to last week's pod um, mm. and decided, well, we better say something. Um, yeah, it, it was. Um, it was so the first thing was Tim Williams's uh, statement. Um, a statement. It was kind of a, I don't know what you call it, a press release, or he just did, said a few things. And uh, look, he obviously was bending to fan pressure that we haven't heard from him for a while, um, and so he decided to to put a statement out. Um, there were a few things in there. One of them was him revealing that Chris Hackett um, has been appointed assistant manager. Um, but then fast forward 12 hours to post-match at Wimbledon and Des Buckingham had a slightly different opinion of that. <laughs> I th- if you ever, I'm sure everyone has heard this, but it was... So Williams basically straight out announced in the statement that he's the assistant manager. Um, and Des Buckingham, I think his quote was, we probably went a little bit early with that. Mm. Um, so I don't know exactly what he was referring to there, but he talked about this more on the dub that we were talking about earlier, where he, I think, he, I don't want to misquote him, but he kind of went down a road of saying he, he doesn't really label things in that way. Yeah, It's more of a collective, um, but... I'm not entirely sure what happened there. I, I have no inside information, but my guess just from reading it was that Williams was desperate to kind of give something in terms mm. of a reveal. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they had agreed that Chris Hackett would be promoted into some sort of first team coaching role. And he decided to just make that assistant manager and, yeah. you know, deal with the <laughs> flack internally. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I have no idea if that's true, by the way. I'm, I'm completely guessing that. Mm. But it you can't... I know there's a lot of fans who get annoyed at people moaning all the time, and I'm with you 50%, but I, I, I you can't ignore the fact that Buckingham was clearly not quite on the same page as him. Definitely. That's just a fact, I'm afraid. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There's no conspiracy there. No, He no. clearly wasn't saying the same thing. Because if Chris friend. Hackett was going to be his assistant manager, he'd have said, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Chris. Yeah. Like, yeah, they've announced it and it's, yeah. yeah. Welcome, Chris. And, and, Looking forward to him being my yeah. assistant. And don't get me wrong, he was very complimentary of him. Yeah. He's done a great yeah. job so far. He worked well with him. He, he talked about him, um, Short. Uh, and Lewis Price. He's Lewis the Price, goalkeeping it, coach. Yeah. Yes, you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, he, 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 he obviously thinks very highly of him, but it just wasn't quite the same messaging. And I'm not nitpicking there. That's, that's you know, you can go listen to it yourself and read the statement yourself. You'll, you'll see the difference. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, we talked last week about club communication. And so it was good to see something. Um, I'm not sure how much that, you know, that really gave us. But I know that um, Oxfox and the supporters panel are still pushing for a fans forum, an in-person fans forum. So hopefully we see something on that uh, fairly soon. Yeah, fingers crossed. The the other appointment was the uh, first team analyst. Yes, he gave uh, the name, he, didn't he? Yeah, Joe Moore, who, yeah. who he worked with in New Zealand. Um, right, so okay. it, it's... He's been um, at Fulham before that and and currently at Arsenal working with the women's side, um, but also 
um, with the men's team as well. So clearly somebody, you know, who's, who's well thought of in the game. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think it sounds like he's he's kind of working a notice period at the moment and will join us in, in due course. Um, but that's football analysts are, are far more important to the game now than they were. Yeah you know, 20 years ago. Um, I think yeah. we saw it with Dan Bond. I think they, it was quite an interesting kind of, he was probably our first real name associated with that role. And I think yeah. some of the things that apparently he was, he identified in, in opposition, um, so, you know, I, I, I think the, the game against Brentford in the, in the league cup where we were three nil up, I think after sort of 15 minutes, he'd, so the story, you hear these kind of sort of uh, these rumours of, of a story that and how that happened was him saying to Michael Appleton, I, I, I've identified something here. If we do this, we, you know, I feel it could really work and it's slightly different to how we would normally play. And so the, so the story goes, Michael said, OK, we'll, we'll, we'll give it 15 minutes. We'll try it. We'll see it. if it doesn't work. We'll revert to this shape or whatever it was. Yeah. And sure enough, bang, it worked brilliantly. And and the other one apparently they identified was um, the the Swindon keeper whose yes. name has gone out of Lawrence my head. Vigaroo. That's it, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. the um, goal close kit. him down, close him down, close yeah. him down because yeah. it takes a while to you know he's not quick getting the ball away. You might get lucky, and of course yeah. you know um, quite famously Chris Maguire got oh. very lucky, got lucky and <laughs> scored that brilliant goal. So you know, that I, day I was, think it, it oh. does identify. You know, they they are important roles now within within yeah. football. I know Kath doing that role with the women's team as you know along along with the coaching. You know, identifying weaknesses in teams, strengths in teams, your own team, your opposition. It it's so much more data driven now that I think it, it it's a role that that's become very important. Yeah, absolutely. And when we appointed Dan Bond, that was we were in League Two then. I mm. think that was really sort of um pioneering for league two at the time um you know i, I presume most clubs have one now um but um yeah because i have seen a few comments flying around along the lines of oh you know why are people asking about the analyst this never used to be important it's like yeah well you've just said it it never used mm. to be important yeah. but it very much is now that's the changing Indeed. nature of the game isn't it yeah um so uh yeah and you also mentioned uh kath just there so that can link us into the women's it team. It could, very smoothly. Um, yeah, who had a hell of a game on, on uh, Sunday um, against Chatham. Uh, so Chatham took an early lead um, and Oxford found, well, they found three goals, but in amongst the three, there was another Chatham goal. So when Chatham went 1-0 up uh, early on and uh, Zoe Barrett levelled, Zoe Barrett put Oxford ahead. Chatham level, then Zoe Barrett put Oxford ahead again. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that new contract is uh, going well. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a hell of a game. Um, and, uh, yeah, it looked like a, a, a great result to come away with. Um, but, uh, yeah, just a mad 10 minutes, really. Mm. And that's that puts Oxford up to, uh, to fourth now. Um, two games in hand over rugby um, above us in the table. Games in hand over hashtag United and and Portsmouth as well. So and and ourselves and Portsmouth are the, are the form teams at the moment. Um, so yeah, it's it's that kind of it, that period of time where we only had a couple of games, you know, over a p 
period of a couple of months it's it's now right the the, the full-time manager um coach making a difference perhaps that that whole kind of right we're now into the business end of the season and mm. and it's it's going well indeed and and Plymouth uh, away on Sunday so hopefully a, an opportunity there to to get a bit of revenge for the third round exit on penalties um a month or so ago so that would be, yeah uh, be yeah uh, be good yeah we're going to hopefully have um uh, a women's team season ticket holder on soon to do a kind of review of the season up to this point and a a preview for the for the, the remainder so um yeah we're hoping to record that next week um or the week after and so yeah we'll put that out uh in in early february so yeah that should be good indeed indeed um we talked about tim williams we haven't talked about uh the other tim hi tim um, hi tim how are you tim <laughs> we never say that do we are you well no we're there we just <laughs> hi and move on you're absolutely right yeah it's uh we need to uh to check um yeah right. we started with the song what well, i'm trying to remember the um it was just the two of us just the two of us <laughs> so we'll finish yeah. on a song uh no we won't no one wants to hear us sing do you? um we'll meet again yes on saturday against yeah. northampton it probably won't be a sunny day <laughs> no <laughs> It's. I can see clearly. No, no. Ice, ice. It's cold as ice. There you go. We'll yeah, play out. Exactly. On. It's cold as ice. There's, there's a few <laughs> versions of that. Um, there are. There. But um, but yeah. Um, it will be cold. So wrap up warm. Ice. Ice station zebra. The South Stand Upper is is yeah. cool. That's going to be cold. I know. I just just thought about that. That is going to be cold. So yeah. uh, layers look like Joey from Friends. Wear all your clothes all at once. Um, and we'll see you there. Um, and we'll see you next time. But until then, take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.